0: Most developers are not going to get fired for creating insecure code. They will get fired if they don't put their code up in the dev server on time. So that's the reality.
1: That's John Dixon of the Denim Group. Hello, I'm Eric Charborough of Information Security Media Group, and I caught up with Dixon at the Gartner Security and Risk Management Summit outside the nation's capital, where we chatted about the security, or should I say insecurity of apps enterprises develop in-house for mobile devices. Dixon says enterprises build their own apps for several reasons, including to differentiate themselves from their competitors. Often, these apps perform tasks that are unique to the organization and aren't available from commercial providers at app stores. But especially in mid-sized organizations, unlike, say, large banks, the apps frequently are built without security being a consideration. And in many organizations, application security is someone else's problem, not that of the developer.
0: Security is viewed as something that others have to do. The threat is abstract, uh, where bad things happen to other people. There's certain things now that pretty much you wouldn't do, period. You wouldn't connect to the internet without a firewall, right? You wouldn't you know, put up a, 10,000 workstations without some kind of antivirus or malware. You, you know, basic blocking tackling. Well, it took us 20 plus years to get to that point where that was a, a you know, like you got to do that type of thing, right? And Dixon says the same kind
1: of maturity and security should come one day to application developers. But why aren't application development organizations within enterprises at that stage yet? Dixon blames in part turnover in enterprise app development staffs
0: typically 20 to 30 percent a year. I mean, so that means three or four years hence, it's a different development team. So right off the bat, there's a a kind of a learning curve, uh, and most of the guys are trying to learn how to build code in a great fashion. And then security is adjunct to that, or like a
1: value add. And it's not just the turnover, but the pressure put on developers by the soaring demand for these apps.
0: The the demand far outstrips our society's ability to build it. So there's more requirements than there are software developers in every organization. So what happens is that the software developers actually are under such tremendous pressure for releases that they use that pressure and the tangible deadlines to essentially say no many times to security. Not all of that's changing, but still there's the environments and companies that just say, look, I can either CEO, I can either release the new product in July, or I can go back and do these bug fixes, one or the other. And so one thing that we see is an acute Acute pressure and voracious demand and, uh, for new apps. What happens is that demand drives everything, and you have m- many organizations, primarily in the commercial area, where time to market and expediency and features and functionalities always are going to trump any modicum of security. That's just the reality. Is is true? There's an equilibrium, though, and there's also a I can't, a crossing point where. That that time to market is also outweighed by like what's in the application. So like like if you're an application that's a gaming application, it's innocuous. I don't care. There's no critical data, no money. Who cares? You probably never have to test it. You can do releases until the cows come in. The challenge is again if you're a, a a bank or a you know suddenly I'm looking at my actual you know very sensitive financial information. They better test that in every release, too, and so there's some assumptions there. It ununiform across the industry, but you'll see the biggest and the most sophisticated financials doing a lot, and then everybody else doing a subset of that, of work. Unlike commercial
1: apps sold in app stores, in which hackers reverse engineer code to find vulnerabilities, that's not the risk with most enterprise-developed apps to be used in closed systems. Still, Dickinson says, security is important because devices in which homegrown apps reside on get lost and
0: stolen. If you're a oil services firm in Texas, I'll just use that example, and you've got an iPad app to work on drilling platforms and you lose that at the bar on a Friday night, well, okay, that's a different use case. You may have a secure application, but like, where does the data reside, and can somebody essentially brute force or go in and root that device and go get data that's sensitive, sensitive drilling data? That's that's a the internal challenge. Again, as soon as you start dealing with financial information, there's stuff transiting the phone. Now you start to worry where where it is. Does it reside on the on the phone or the device? What, what happens when that session is over? Then you start to get into some interesting things, and I'll give you a great example. Let's say a oil services firm rig guy losing an iPad on Friday night what if that had some pretty sensitive calculations not the data itself but the actual way that they do discovery for wells uh, that, that is essentially the, the golden you know info for the entire firm and like that's sitting on our iPad. so one of the things you do is instead of making sh- uh, any calculations locally, that's the kind of thing you go and do remotely on a server and you present the results back to the iPad. So there's an example of like an internal app that you say, well, that's innocuous, who cares about drilling data, like, whatever. But, like, you care a lot if it's, if it's Schlumberger and the other guys are Halliburton or vice versa. And so we found that to be the case. It's like, make sure for internal apps, HR, self-service, whatever you want to call it, that there's nothing that's stored locally, that it transits back and forth. As soon as you close that session, the browser, the, like, the data
1: goes away. Developers and their bosses should consider new ways to approach creating secure apps. Here's a bit of advice Dixon offers.
0: There's one little thing that organizations can do up front that'll save them a lot of heartache and resources down the line, and that is to get on a whiteboard and do a what I call a threat model. A threat model, all it is, is an architecture, a, a very high-level, broad architecture diagram what the app does. Where does data live? Where does data transit? Does it use a location service? Does it get this third-party service? If you have an idea of where data resides and where it ingresses, it egresses, then you will solve many of your security problems. Not all of them, not the coding flaws, but many of the real disastrous mistakes are made on the conceptual side and, and if you understand what that concept and, and that diagram you save yourself a lot of problems lightweight easy whiteboard five minutes that's all we're suggesting does that help create a culture of security so when you get into the coding people are aware of it what we see is organizations you know individuals simply don't think that way they don't ask the questions we call it a, a break mentality You know, maybe having somebody on the team that thinks differently the contrarian most developers in our experience have, have been so focused on designing features and functionality, which is hard enough, that this is something that they just don't get around to. You have to think differently. And so what you'll see a lot of times for newer developers is when we come in or any security smart people come in, you'll hear this from developers first, like, wait a second, why would you want to do that? Or, I didn't think you could do that. Why would, you know, like, wait, wait a second, explain why that can happen. Well, well, that's the whole issue of a vulnerability is some bad guy taking a latent capability in a system that was either unintended or on an exercise and teasing it out to do something that it wasn't intended. I mean, that's what, by definition. So that's a hard thing to get developers to think, which is what they call, instead of, in a, a, the the term of our industry, they call it use cases. When you you know you create use cases, creating what are called abuse cases. Like, what are the ways that I would break this and beat this up? Where would I steal data? How would I do this? That is a different mentality in getting developers to think that way or to add somebody to their team that thinks that way. You know, again, contrarian, I'm gonna play the devil's advocate, okay, you just told me this architecture, now let me let's let's five minutes, let's play devil's advocate. How am I gonna beat this up? What we our experience is that happens infrequently should happen more. And that's because someone at the top isn't demanding that. They're
1: looking for to produce the product, getting it out quickly, that's uh, and security at this point in many organizations isn't a priority.
0: I, I, I don't think that question gets asked as much as it should. That's true. I think, the guy, again, because of turnover and... And I, I want to emphasize, crushing deadlines for most dev teams, it just simply doesn't make it onto the dance card. <laughs> and, I, and I mean that as not critical to any development team. Demand for features and functionalities, builds and releases, is phenomenal. In that context, when you don't have somebody at the top actively injecting those as requirements, they simply don't make it onto the table, and that's the point. And just to clarify, when you're talking about the turnover, you say up to, do what, 20% a year or so, yeah, that's the,
1: the, the, the point being that... They're new, they're learning stuff, and, 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 therefore, and, and the pressure of getting it done is what's important. Getting the application to function as, from a business perspective, not a security
0: perspective, is what's parting. Well, let's put it this way. Most developers are not going to get fired for creating insecure code. They will get fired if they don't put their code up in the dev server on time. So that's reality.
1: That's John Dickinson, a principal at the Denning Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.